Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, friends beyond the binary, and all my patron peeps, thanks so much, patrons. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Good night. Uh, hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to attempt to do the rest. Uh, what I'm going to try to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, or physical sensations, uh, time, temperature, travel, uh, someone else is at me, someone else is traveling, changes in work schedule, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to distract you from that. I'd like to... Uh, create a safe place, uh, like I said, where you can relax, uh, where bedtime maybe feels a little bit less uh, serious, a little bit less intense. Uh, reclaim your bed or your bedtime as someplace where you can unwind instead of saying, what the frick, I just want to close my eyes and go to sleep already. Uh, or, you know, if it's the middle of the night that you can find a comfort, you know, voice, uh, once you get used to my creaky dulcet tones, you say, okay, this is my boyfriend. Uh, so I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use, uh, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, tangents, like, uh, whatever that is, uh, words. I think I, that's word. That's not word stumbles. Uh, that's a letter stumbles. Sometimes I stumble on words, uh. Other times it's right on the letter. I think who? What's the most stumbling? Like what letter causes the most stumbles? I'll cross my fingers. Hopefully we'll remember that because I have a couple. I don't want to make an ass out of you and me. Uh, letters, uh, but uh, I don't think any of those ones are very trippy. I mean, maybe the U. We'll come back to it. Uh, but if you're new here, let me give you a couple of things. Uh, uh, like, I'm glad you're here. I hope this podcast can help. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, structurally, the show starts with like uh, four to five, six minutes of business. That's how we keep all the archives free and keep the podcast coming out twice a week. Uh, then we have an intro, which was uh, is about 12 minutes, and we're in the middle of it. It's kind of a show within a show to help you fall asleep for some people, for new people to make you feel welcome or to earn your trust, as I said. And for regular listeners, I don't know, regular listeners use it all different ways. And then we'll have a story. Uh, tonight, instead of it, it'll be like a story. It's a uh, board game unboxing, uh, like an unboxing video, but without the video, without the excitement like the furious unwrapping and unboxing, that doesn't happen uh, without the, like, looking, you know, without the seeing of, the, like, shiny, it will just be, uh, I'll just be going through a new game I just picked up, uh, a card, like a card game. And uh, that'll be about 45, 50 minutes, and then we'll have uh, some thank yous and good nights at the end. So all told, I'll be here about an hour. Even though it's a podcast, it's a podcast you don't really need to listen to it. Now, you can. So if you can't sleep, uh, there's other listeners out there that are listening to this show for company in the deep, dark night. I'm here all the way to the end. Uh, so I'll be here to keep you company. But you really don't need to listen to me if if you, if you don't want to. Or if you want to try out, like, barely listening to me. 
And ideally, my voice, even if the speaker or the headphones stay in the same place, my voice starts to get at a distance and, you know, you drift away. That would be great. Uh, but whatever works. Uh, there's some listeners that listen in the middle of the night. There's some listeners that listen all night. Uh, and I'm just here to give the show uh, the best shot I can. And it's not really to put you to sleep so much as to be here while you fall asleep, uh, to be your company. Uh, to be your friend in the deep, dark night, a friend you don't need to listen to. You can say, hmm, uh, interesting. What, what, what were you, you going to try to do next, Scoots? Oh, thanks, Brain. Uh, what I like to do is, uh, with the intro, is create a metaphor for how the podcast works or why it works. Because uh, I'm not really sure. I think the podcast is, like, I get the saying mixed up. Is it a some... Is the sum of the parts greater than the whole, or is the whole greater than some of the parts? Uh, whichever one of those fits is what the one I would, would say in that situation. But what I was thinking is, a lot of times I stumble over my words uh, when I make this show. But just back, like, whatever that was three minutes ago, I actually was stumbling over the letters. And I never have thought about this. Uh, I think I just stumbled over the letters in letters, because uh, it sounded like I said leathers. And I guess I didn't realize how quick close those two words sounded anyway. But it's like, oh, wait, sometimes I don't stumble over my words. I'm stumbling over the individual letters. And if you're walking, or in my case, your brain kind of walks anyway, it tries to walk. Believe me, my brain's tried to walk out so many times. Uh, I've given, I say, yeah, yeah. Once again, don't let, you know, just like uh, there was a doctor who episode like that. I said, okay, I'll see you. You know, don't don't forget to bring some beans with you or something. Yeah, but I say, like, what words are you most likely to stumble over? Because, uh, you know, I think if you're, like, when I'm talking and with this podcast, I am kind of trying to monitor my audio, uh, keep it sleepy and meandering, monitor my pace. So I say, hey, I'm right here with you, right in your ears, keep you company. And so in some some places, like, it's hard to visualize this, but I am actually walking on my words, uh, which you say, no wonder. Uh, and I can hear uh, one of my phonics teachers saying, well, no, you never had any respect for phonics. Uh, you were always walking all over your words. And I say, actually, in my phonics book, I walked on that a few times, not even on purpose, just because I left it. Uh, and then it came in from playing in the mud. And the first thing in my way was my phonics book. Uh, uh, so think about it if you're like talking or walking, if they were the same thing and you're walking along these words, uh, just like I'm talking now, uh, which ones would be l- most likely to trip us up, uh, in, let's see, what are those called? Uppercase and lowercase words, right? Like in a, either way, depending on your speed, for the most part, like in, in a lowercase a has that little bend. So I would say, well, that one, uh. It wouldn't. It could trip you, but it's it's more of like a bump. Uh, so most more than unlikely. And then a capital A, probably not, because you'd have to climb over it anyway, or you'd jump it. Now, if you had to, like, that's maybe this is why they came up with capital. It, like, uh, it, probably not the most likely theory, but uh, if a capital A was in the middle of a word, you could trip right over it. That would be. They'd say, "Who put this capital A here?" It's. Uh, this is not a good idea. Somebody's going to trip over it. Okay, so B, 
again, I think a lowercase b more likely like use that, um, like vault over it or you'd bump into it versus tripping over it. And again, capital B, uh, probably just bump into it, uh, or like get up and slide down. Uh, C, I'd say a C, like uppercase C, not trouble. Let's, let's just stick with lowercase letters because that's usually, like usually I'm tripping in the middle of a sentence anyway. And we got, however, I don't know how many letters are in the alphabet, but we don't have all night. Uh, a, a lowercase, a C you could trip over, uh, but like I'd say that's in the more like possible, but not like uh, more possible than likely. Or no, less... Uh, like more possible than unlikely, but not likely. Uh, a B C D a D you definitely just like a B bump into it. Now you could uh, it could like if you're really like don't walk around letters like on your phone because uh, if it's at the start of a word you could like bump your shin on it and then bump into the upper part of it. So don't use your phone when you're walking on letters either. Like don't text and walk on letters or in general. This is like a simple, this isn't a bit, like this is just part of my dyslexia. I can't uh, jump in the middle of the alphabet. So A, B, C, D, E. E, I'd say, I don't know if it's the biggest offender, but that one's a tripper. Because uh, even if you think you're going to step over it or on it, you could get it caught under that you know, awning or whatever you want to call it and get your foot in there, and then you're going to take a tumble. So E, yeah, put it on the list. Uh, first letter on the list is E. No offense, E. You're just a, you're, you're a, you're, I mean, no offense, e. You're a menace uh, to those of us walking. I got to get through the whole alphabet. F, you'd bump into A, B, C, D, E, F, G. A G could be trippy, but more likely that's like a rock. You'd step on A, B, C, D, E, F, G. H, uh, bump into I. Uh, definitely put that in the trip list. So maybe these vowels, uh, H-I-J, that's a tripper, because uh, it's just an I with a hook on the bottom. J-J-K, you'd bump into, or I would, uh, but I wouldn't trip over it. It's a whole different podcast opening. Letters I bump into on a regular basis. I say, hey, sorry about that, K. And no, sorry, it was just wasn't looking where I was going. And they say, my, you have beautiful eyes. Uh, uh, L bump into that one. H-I-J-K-L-M. M's pro- M and N are probably, uh, they could be, you could skin a knee on an M because you might think you're over the first hump and then, uh, the second one. But if you put your foot fully on an M, I think you're going to be fine. Same with an N. Like, if you're kind of paying attention, uh, I'd say those are in the, like, uh, like higher than a 50% chance of me tripping over, but not in the, the level of an E or an I or a J. What letter were we on, by the way? M, N, L, M. Oh, I missed a bunch of them, didn't I? A, B, C, E, F, G, H, A, J, K, L, M, N, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O. O could be, I'd say O's in the six, 65% of tripping over, but not a menace. Like I labeled those other poor letters, uh, L M L M N H I J K L M N O P. Uh, P I'd put it like with an O cause it's a L M N O P Q. I would say Q is more likely than a P because just the, uh, the round part is facing you. Maybe a Q and a P are pretty, uh, 
trip triple Q R R is definitely because uh, you might not see it. Kind of like one of those uh, faucet things. Uh, really take out your shins. Uh, wear shin guards if you're uh, going through a lot of R's. R S S is definitely one to watch out for. Uh, probably not. Uh, it'd probably say uh, like E. Uh, I J S uh, J K L Q R S T. Now you, that's the number one offender. No offense, you, uh, but you, you are uh, along with some of these other ones. T U V W X Y and Z. All of those, uh, the whole end of the alphabet. Don't walk near it. I never thought about that till this moment in my life. Uh, who would have thought I had to live that long to say? Oh, not all letters. You can walk on some letters, but don't go near the end of the alphabet unless you're really paying attention. Along with E, I, J, and maybe some of the other letters I forgot. But then when you get to uh, S, uh, then, you know, you bump into, you trip on an S, you bump into a T, and then who knows how you make it all the way to Z. And then at Z, at least Z shaped so you could, like, like, lean over on Z and put your whole body on it. And say, how did I get here? I think there's a, uh, uh, like a upside down V stuck in my cheek of my fanny here. Let me pull that out. Uh, I was hoping it was Cupid's bow, but it's just a V I tripped over. Anyway, oh, back to the podcast. Uh, sorry about that. That's a pretty long meandering intro. Take your mind off stuff. I posit that, uh, that was both ridiculous and reasonable because you you know you know this is the kind of stuff I I do the thinking about because it's totally unnecessary uh, to wonder what letters are the most trippable. But when you think about it, you say, "Well, he kind of has a point." Uh, I don't find I don't think I'll find myself uh, in a in in anywhere in human history except uh, like uh, preschool. Uh, walking on letters or maybe like some, uh, I don't know, maybe some other thing, you know, maybe the world will change and we'll be walking on letters and then scoots will probably be like, uh, not putting people to sleep. He'll be, uh, you know, like he'll be the kid president's ass- the assistant to the kid president. Uh, but for now I'll just use my power to take your mind off stuff because you say, well, okay. I do- yeah. I wouldn't want to have to step over an X because who knows? Like, uh, might as well just step over a pricker bush, you know, like you say, or V or W. Like, just be careful around those letters, please. Uh, uh, why? Because you got to also watch out for the U, the J, the I, and the E. And that's why I'm here to help. Uh, you know, a little bonus info about stepping around letters or over them. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. Uh, give this podcast a few tries. It doesn't work for everybody, but for most people it works for, it takes a few times. Uh, I appreciate you coming by, and I really hope and I yearn to help you fall asleep, all right? All right, hey, everybody, it's uh, time for, like, a random episode or a trending Tuesday episode that could come out on a Wednesday or Sunday. Or kind of, like, this is, we've only done this once with the show, and I've been wanting to do it again and then I was like, uh, like, I'll explain it. But then I realized that there'd have to be outreach. Uh, and I kept putting it off because I said, well, uh, 
you know, Max is really the only person that I kind of know on the internet that's involved in the gaming business. And I don't, I don't know if I know Max T well enough, uh, another personal hero, somebody that's really out there, uh, uh, doing great things out there in the world and making great podcasts. In addition to games, uh, Max uh, T at cards, uh, but uh, even that, I said, well, that would take too much thinking and worrying to get a hold of Max. Uh, so I said, okay, let's just put this idea on the shelf again, Scoots, till, uh, they, they, till that Wizard of Oz thing happens and they give me the courage certificate uh, and I can hang that up in the podcast studio. But then I found myself in, in beautiful downtown Oakland, California, with some extra time on my hands. And I wandered into a game shop, and I, uh, so this will be the setup. Uh, so, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, I, I always do things a little bit out of order. But so I've been meaning, so now I'll jump it back. I guess this is like a meander, or this is more like a bend, or maybe this is a distraction. I'm not sure. Uh, wait, anyway, I was thinking of something. No, I'm just kidding. But so I've been meaning to get a new game anyway uh, for Sophia and I to pe- play at the, at the dinner table because of all the like uh, luxury problems I have, I constantly have to be discipline- disciplining Sophia for reading at the dinner table. I mean, not really, unless we're usually in the morning. I say, can can you put that book away? You got to eat breakfast. Uh, uh, but usually at dinner, I say, well, let's let's get some more bonding in here. And I say, you know, I can only do. If you listen to podcasts, you know, say, well, I got, you know, I need subtext in my life, uh, not just in my, in, in the fiction and nonfiction I consume, but in order to handle the real world, I need it like, uh, subtext and layers. So I said, well, what about some family bonding, competitive family bonding at dinner? We'll get some, let's get a new game to play at the dinner table. And, so I found myself in this board game store, and I said, okay, let's look. And I was looking around, and I was the only person in there because it was the middle of the day. And the person working or maybe the owner of the store uh, or the manager was like, hey, can I help you? And at first I, like at first I said, let's not – I didn't say this, but I, I gave the look. I said, no, let's not do that. Let's just uh, – like uh, I'm not, I can't handle that yet. He said, give me about 15 minutes to peruse or fake peruse. Uh, and I looked at some games and, uh, then, and I was actually buying time. So then I said, uh, they said, well, can I help you? And I told them, I said, I'm looking for a two player game. Uh, like we, I could play at the dinner table with my imaginary friend. I didn't, I should have said that. That would have been funny, but I didn't. And, uh, yeah, he said, okay. And I said, what do you think of this game here? And he said, it's a pretty good one. And we were talking about it. And then he kind of was like, what about a game? And I, and I didn't tell him this, but I said, it has to be a card game because I took the bus and I got to put it in my pocket. Uh, but he steered me towards a couple actual board games because it was a board game store. And the, then uh, and then we were talking games for a little bit. Uh, and I said, I think I'm going to get this one. Then I said, then I said, like, uh, I, I said, okay, like, uh, we also want to like uh, use your facilities, uh, but I'm really going to buy this. Don't worry. And so I bought this game, and and that leads into the like uh, why is like uh, like we did the Goonies game unboxing back in Goonies week, whenever that was. I, I think it was in 2017. I don't know if it was in the spring or the summer. 
And I said, man, that was a really fun, like, uh, unboxing. This will be more of an unwrapping and box opening because it's a card game. And so I haven't reached out to the manufacturer or the creator of the game. So this is what's interesting. It's very rare. I mean, I guess I could put it out anyway because it's like free advertising for the game. And I think if I just credit them, I'm covered. But uh, I think of a courtesy, I would reach out to them and, say, and they say, oh, no, no, I tried your podcast. Like in case it's a person that's left a one-star review, they say, I tried your podcast. Uh, but I don't think so. And I think like... It's a good thing, and ideally this will be a very immersive. Now, there will be occasional sound effects. I mean, not sound effects, but uh, I'll try to keep it off the mic, but there will be slight uh, uh, unwrapping because it still has a cellophane on it. So I, this is a true unboxing because I think going into it fresh, it brings the thrill of the unboxing videos without the unboxing, Without the tech, you know, the tech products are usually what I get them boxed in. Yeah, so this is, so, so this will be good. So, um, I'm going to unwrap it first so that there's only a little bit of a uh, thing and then I can crossfade too. So if it, if it is, so I'll stop talking and unwrap it and maybe leave the sound effect in. But there, you just heard a little bit of it. Okay, so let's get the credits out here first, uh, and, and ideally it'll be in the show notes and the link, and I'll have permission, but the game is uh, trademarked, uh, but I'm going to say the name of the game last. It's by Keith Baker, K-E-I-T-H Baker, and the manufacturer is uh, Atlas Games, but the copyright is uh, 2015 Trident Inc., uh, doing business as Atlas Games, and... Uh, the names of the games are trademarks of uh, Trident Inc. All rights are reserved, I do, do, so I don't know. Uh, but what I'm just going to be doing is uh, I won't use any pictures of the game. So this is all in your imagination. And you could check out their games at atlas-games.com or just Google Atlas Games. Or better yet, go to your local game store. And here's a big reveal. The name of the game is, 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 and you know I love titles and, and, and humor, is Fairy Tale Gloom. And it, it's the size of a double pack of cards, uh, so a rectangle. And then it says, The Game of uh, Grim Incidents and Unhappily Ever Afters. And on the cover it has a, a wolfie poo in bed. And then a cat, a cat in boots, I guess puss in boots with an apple, giving it to Wolfie Poo. Uh, there's also some hidden cookies. Then there's um, a, a tree, like a woodcutter that's made of wood coming in. So that's the cover, the front art, and it's really, really good art. And then here's the teaser on the back. And there is an original game called Gloom, and I was struggling between and this is where I say I'm growing as a person in a second I'll tell you but uh the original game Gloom looked pretty good too especially for my daughter we're big into we watched uh all the Adams family movies like uh the first two uh like a, a lot of times and uh and I think she read um she's read a lot of his books so this is kind of humor yeah, but then I said, oh, and then so then I asked the person, I said, this fairy tale gloom, is, is it an expansion pack? Do I need the original gloom? gloom? 
uh, or can I play it? And he said, no, no, you could play it by itself. Uh, and I said, terrific. I said, sold. If I can use your bathroom, this pack of cards is sold. Uh, and it, it was, uh, yeah. So, I, so yeah, a deal with, I said, you have yourself a deal, uh, contingent on restroom usage. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so here we go. This is the back. It says, uh, let's see. I mean, some of them, the delightfully, uh, the delightful yet untimely, uh, not so great stories of childhood. And I'm changing some of this around, paraphrasing it. Let's face it. Fairy tales are awful. Uh, giants, uh, fall from the sky, uh, wolfy poos and old women, uh, uh, chase, you know, run around, uh, uh, people take porridge uh, without permission, and tall tell tales of uh, stuffy stuffing. Uh, fairy tale gloom is a card game about what really happens to characters. Fairy tale characters like Jack, Gretel, and Puss in Boots. Uh, un- unf- unfortunate uh, thingamajigs where heroes get tricked by foxes, give up on grandma, and cry woofy poo too many times. And here's what this person at the game store really liked. It, is, it has award-winning gameplay with clear cards. Uh, unique transparent cards stack on top of each other to make scoring easy. Uh, the points you see are the points in play. It's that simple. And it's for two to four players. It takes 60 minutes, age 13 and up. So if he is uh, a strong 10, so I'd say... Uh, you know, I'd say, I, I guess, uh, well, we'll see when I look at these cards, because she, she hasn't seen the game. She knows I have it. I said, uh, I said, yeah, we're going to play this game this weekend. Yeah, okay, so I'm opening the box, and there are two things of cards in here. And, uh, and then, so I'll open the cards. I'll be right back. Okay, and when I was opening the cards, I accidentally found the instructions. I thought the instructions might be card size, but they're in the box. So we'll do the, um, kind of like we did with the Goonies game, we'll go through the cards and, and figure out if we can determine the gameplay. Uh, the cards are clear and uh, comes with two card effect cards, which we'll look at last, because those probably tell some secrets. Uh and so this is the first deck of cards. It comes with uh, Snow White, uh, who is the fairest of them all. And she's got an, an unfortunate appetite for uh, apples. And again, the art is really creative. And there's like uh, a lot of extra art on the cards. Uh, and then on the back of it, it says Gloom. So I don't know if like you flip these cards over. It must be part of the gameplay. Uh, the next card is a Little Mermaid. Uh, a fish out of water, and she's kind of sitting there. She's not Ariel. She's uh, she's kind of she has really big eyes, and she's uh, leaning on a rock with a bird on it, and she's kind of staring either at the water or her, or her tail. Oh, I guess her tail, because it says she's trying to get a leg up in her pursuit of love. And there's even like a. Uh, like it's like their pictures are framed and at the top of a frame is a book. And at the bottom of it is the, uh, uh, the masks, uh, from like comedy and tragedy. And again, really detailed. Uh, next up is uh, Joe, the giant, uh, he's a co- co- occasional ogre or org, ogre, ogre, 
ogre, ogre. I always got to remember, uh, I get that Oregon ogre. It's O-G-R-E, though. Ogre. 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 Org. At some point in my childhood, maybe I got Ork and Org. You know, I got those two mixed up permanently. And it burned a pathway in my brain. And he is a purple person, like a kind of purple giant with uh, pointy ears. And he's scratching. It looks like he's scratching his chin. And he actually's dressed. So he has a belt on and a vest, uh, a button-up vest and pants. No shoes. I can't tell. You know, this is a, the podcast closet. So uh, pretty interesting. And it says he just wants to make an honest living collecting bridge tolls and selling golden eggs. And he's contemplating, it looks like he's contemplating um, a vine. Uh, next card is the prince, who's remarkably charming. And he looks like a kind of prince you'd see in like a, the fractured fairy tales with uh, Bullwinkle the Moose. Uh, those used to be out when I was a little. He likes uh, Sleeping Beauty's long hair. Uh, dislikes witches, uh, thorns, no frogs, please. And he's doing a thing where you put your thumb up and you point at a person when you like go click, click with your mouth, like, hey, looking good. He's doing that move and he's a giant grin, you know, like a thousand dollar smile. He's wearing a purple cape, which is flowing in the breeze, a hat with a feather in it. And like really sharp, I mean, very prince, very uh, fairy tale prince like. Now, this could be our first controversy because all of the seven dwarves are on one card. They can't be happy about that. You'd say, who is it, Grumpy or Grouchy? Would say, what the heck? We only get one card. It says, a band of brothers. Uh, they've been grumpy ever since the dragon stole their gold. Wait, is that the right story? And the light in here is not ideal, so I can't, especially with clear cards. Uh, but there's definitely seven of them. These look like a more, a little more human. Uh, they all have beards uh, and different style mustaches and beards, different shades of gray, uh, red, and brown. And they're kind of all cramped into the frame, and they're really like looking hard. And here's one of our favorite cards, uh, the stepmother, frequently L-I-V-E or E-V-I-L. Is that the first time I realized that E-V-I-L and L-I-V-E were the same, <laughs> reversed? Uh, it's not her fault. She was misled by her mirror. And she's looking, uh, I can't tell like if she's side-eyed or what, uh, but there is a mirror in the background, her hands on her chin, and she has a sharp chin, and her hair's not, I can't tell if that's her hair or she's wearing, like, uh, some sort of a veil or head head covering. Um, she's She does not look very charming at all, though. Nothing like Agatha. And here's another character from Sleep With Me, uh, kind of, the witch. Uh, often, this one, often wicked, wicked awesome. I, I added that. Uh, uh, she's got kids uh, at her cottage and farmers uh, taking her grains, enough to make anyone cast a curse. 
And this witch is like uh, stirring a cauldron with a ladle. Looks like she's about to taste it. Uh, she has one eye closed and one eye open. It looks like she almost has a marsupial pouch with some sort of um, a friend of hers in it. And she has uh, the, like, I like this. She has the witch's hat, but it, it ends in like a curly cue. Kind of like from Nightmare Before Christmas style uh, art. Um, Versus being pointy. Uh, so that's a witch. This one is Wolfie Pooh. Uh, both big and bad. Uh, he'll huff and he'll puff. Uh, and he might just uh, go visit your grandmother and give her a kiss. Wolfie Pooh. And this has a, like a shadow. It's all in shadows. But it kind of shows a smiling Wolfie Pooh. Uh, ready to howl at the full moon. And say, hey, I'm here to lick and kiss anyone who needs it. Uh, then we have the woodsman, uh, helpful huntsman. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. I think that's from, um, I, I can hear that song now in my head, uh, Monty Python, I think, saying it. And he looks very serious. Uh, he's got, he's ready to cut some wood. He's wearing, it looks like mittens, uh, from what I can tell. A very full beard and a full head of hair. A thick green jacket on. So he's ready to go out in the woods and chop some wood. How much wood would a woodman, woodsman wood? Yeah, I guess we need a W. How much wood would a woodsman whack? Uh, doesn't quite fit, but uh, that's the woodsman. And then is Goldilocks. Uh, this is she's a furniture critic, uh, and she looks like a grouchy kid, a little bit like a like a, a younger Veruca Sol. And she's gonna come in, and and she may sleep in your bed or use your chairs. Uh, and she kind of looks a little bit like she's pouting, and she's looking at a chair. It doesn't exactly like it could look like a kid you'd want, even if you, you know, surprised sleeping in your house, especially if you were one of the three little bears. Okay, now we're into a different kind of card. So these cards were the character cards, seemingly. And they're clear. All the cards are clear, as I said. And, uh, but they have black, white writing on black backgrounds. Uh, and the backs of the cards all say gloom uh, uh, with a crow or raven on the back. Uh, so I guess when the card's not in use, you turn it to gloom or when you can no longer use it in the game. Now, these next cards is probably some kind of action card. Uh, they're black writing on a blue background. And again, lots of details. Like in the four corners of these cards, one has a set of scissors, another has an apple, another has a mushroom, and then the last one has a bottle of something. And then the pictures still have a frame. And let's see, this one says, Pay the Piper. It looks like it has boots with wings on it. Um, maybe. And it says, all players, including you, must uh, remove one unfinished character from the game, uh, then remove this card from the game. It also has a single pip on it, uh, so I don't know if that's a number, like uh, like just a single circle. It looks like some sort of dice pip, just bigger. Uh, but I don't know if that's just so you can see it through the cards. Uh, 
And uh, so, I don't know. So, I guess, like, that's interesting. We already learned that you, there's unfinished characters in the game. So, that's Pay the Piper. Uh, the next card is Emperor's New Clothes. Okay, so it still has the same picture in the frame of, like, uh, uh, boots and the woodsman's tools and some other stuff. Uh, and this says, discard all modifier cards on one unfinished character. So these must all apply to one unfinished character. And I guess I do wonder if this game's going to be a little bit like... Um, munchkin where you like uh, have a character and then you can add all these modifiers around them uh this one says the galoshes of fortune that's funny uh choose two unfinished characters and swap their top modifier cards so it's interesting uh so it is like characters with modifier cards so this is uh, we're learning and all these cards have had one pip on them uh, next one is movie rights. Uh, place this card under a story card. For the rest of the game, that story cannot be moved. Uh, this one is the love's true love's kiss. Uh, cancel and discard an unhappy ending card as it's played, or remove and and discard an unhappy ending card from a character. So this seems like a powerful card, very powerful. Uh, hold on to that one. Uh, lived in a shoe. This one has different art. It says the end, uh, like in a like a book, and it says uh, worth an additional plus ten uh, with the money icon. It's a tight fit, but it's got a bit of soul or got a lot of soul. It's hardy har har. So maybe these are story cards. Uh, make a nice make a nice meal worth an additional minus ten. Uh, for the goblet or uh, flying bird card. According to three bears, you were just right. Uh, here's another one that says, make one last meal. Again, it says it has a picture of the book. It says the end. You could play this unhappy ending card on any unfinished character with the sun icon, regardless of a self-worth score. You know, so there's another learning opportunity. There's a self-worth score. I wonder if I could keep these in my pocket. Uh, it's the deal of a lifetime, literally. One one last deal. Uh, never came home. Uh, this one is worth an additional minus 10 with the bird icon. Home is where Wolfie Pooh is waiting in Granny's nightgown. Uh, forgot, to, didn't wake up to their alarm. Uh it's worth an additional minus 10 with the uh, star or uh, um, uh, bust icons. Uh, you snooze, you lose. I mean, bust, like uh, the bust of a, like a, the head of a statue. Use the wrong cup. Worth an additional minus 10 with the cup icon. You chose poorly. Uh, this one used up nine lives. Uh, you didn't just waste your time. You wasted nine. Yeah, I'll try to speed through these ones. Uh, uh, had to deal with the stepsisters. Uh, that's, n you know, negative. Uh, maybe you shouldn't have called them ugly stepsisters quite so often, huh? Uh, his carriage turned up late. Uh, it's nearly midnight and the pump pumpkin driver's late.
And this is the last one, and this one uh, worked far too hard. Uh, Hi-ho, hi-ho, oh no. Now we're on to a new style card, uh, which seems to utilize, this must be a modifier card, because it uh, is clear where the, uh, in the center of the card is clear, like there's no art. So if you had a um, person, in fr- a framed person or place, uh, it would go over it. Then it has a circle with a negative 10 on the left corner. In the middle right, it has a negative 15 circle. And then on the right side, it has a wand. And it says, uh, oh, least new legs. It says, and the player to your right may randomly select and keep one card from your hand. They're all yours for a song. Well, all your songs. Uh, this one is a negative 25. It has a money symbol and a love symbol. It's about getting married. It says mar- getting married. Uh, so these ones are not super interesting. Uh, Met, Met Wolfie Poo. So these are like, like modifier cards. Needed to know a name. Ne- these are all negatives. So I don't know if you're supposed this might be one of those games where you're supposed to lose points. Purloin uh, some porridge. That's uh, pretty funny. So the writing in these games is really good. Uh, uh, saved both slippers. Uh, shouldn't have strayed. Uh, here's a new card, though. Uh, this one has uh, Sleeping Beauty in the middle under spotlights, and it says uh, Slipped Off into Slumberland. Uh, and if you get this one, you can't play an event card. It's got negative 10, negative 10, negative 10. Uh, so you probably don't want that one. It kind of skips your turn. Here's one with a plus 10 or a minus 25. Uh, took a sword from a stone. Um, each player whose uh, family has a wand icon and it must discard all event cards from their hands. Uh, don't be a sword loser. So again, this is uh, allergic to apples. This card is negative 10. Uh, who takes fruit from a stranger anyway? Uh, was caught by a curse. Uh, that's negative 30. Definitely don't want that one. Uh, Wish to have the curse reversed. Uh, you'll need a certain potion first. Uh, discard your entire hand. Uh, fooled by fairies. Uh, they don't play fair. Uh, fooled by a fox. Uh, you didn't want those cards anyway. Uh, so there's a pretty like uh, robust number of these cards that I'm going to try to skip over here. And let's see. It is cool that they they do have a card feel to them, even though they're clear and there's they're pretty stiff. Uh, then there's one with a frog prince uh, uh, sitting on a lily pad. It flies nearby. And it says was turned into a toad. Uh, your draw limit is decreased by one card. Try not to croak. And it says negative ten, negative ten. And let's see here. So here's a little hint into the um, rules, because uh, these are like the hint the cards uh, on your card. Uh, first, to take two actions uh, from among these options. Play an event for, for its effect, then discard it. Uh, play a modifier on a character and leave it there. Uh, play an unhappy ending on a character with negative self-worth uh, as your first action only. Even though it's no offense, but I said, well, let's C on the list. Uh, I would make it A. 
uh, claim a story if your family meets its requirements. Uh, discard your entire hand or pass your action by doing nothing. Uh, then second, uh, so first you can take two actions. Then you can draw up uh, back up to your draw limit, which is five, unless you have an effect that's changed it. And then card effects, uh, there's different card effects uh, applied to the player who they were played on, uh, not necessarily the player who played them. There's immediate effects, uh, which are resolved right away. Uh, continuous effects, which continue, they each have a different symbol. The immediate effects is an arrow going to the right. Uh, continuous effects is a circle with an arrow inside it going to the left. Uh kind of like it can, I guess, uh, continues to affect the game for as long as their effects text is visible. Uh, persistent effects, which is two kind of circles uh, rotating in clockwise order. Uh, keep working for as long as the portrait picture remains visible, even if their effect text is covered. And then response effects can only be played during another player's turn in response to something specific. And then there's another deck of cards, but I'm going to skip the, like, action cards and go to the characters, and then we'll go to the rules. Uh, so here we go. These are the characters in the other deck. Baby Bear, who's a porridge enthusiast. Uh, nobody puts Baby Bear in a corner, and it's a bear looking at an empty bowl of porridge, unhappy. Uh, then there's a Barnabas Porker, an enterprising little pig. And uh, I just dropped all the cards on the floor. So, so but, but, so I'm going to keep going though. Because uh, I don't like, I still have some character cards, but uh, just, just full disclosure, I went to turn and they all fell on the floor, except for the ones in my hand, which is Cinderella, a mysterious maid. And she's holding her glass slipper, uh, kind of smiling. She's got glass a slip, a slippers and a pumped-up pumpkin. It's good to have a godmother. Uh, then we have a grandmother. <laughs> Your grandmother says, uh, As if her teeth weren't strange enough, uh, rumor has it she swallowed a fly. And it's kind of a picture of a sweet woman uh, with a watch on or something in bed uh, reading a book. Really, it's very charming. Uh, then we have Hansel and Gretel. It says Homewreckers. Uh, they look a little bit like a Charlie Brown drawing meets uh, Calvin and Hobbes. These kids will eat you out of house and home, really. And they're kind of eating uh, candy from uh, the house. Uh, then we have Jack uh, from Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, all of his problems amount to a hill of beans, and he looks very eager. He's just uh, climbing the uh, vine. Oh, then the wooden boy was Pinocchio from the cover, a living doll. He's a head by a nose. That's Pinocchio. Uh, how about Puss in Boots? He's a clever cat. Uh, and he's kind of got his eyes closed, and he's putting out his hand to get five. Uh, he's making his mark with his made-up marquee. Making his mark with his made-up marquee. Uh, then I have one uh, with the harp. Uh, like the singing heart or, or harp or whatever it says, uh, was rewarded with riches. And this seems to be a positive modifier card because it's got plus tens on it. Uh, 
was the bell of the ball. That's a modifier plus 20. Uh, then there's one, uh, went back to bed. Uh, there's one from Beauty and the Beast became a beast. Uh, d- d- discard uh, one card from your hand. Uh, so that's a negative modifier. Okay, I picked up the cards from the floor, but the podcast studio looks a little bit like, I don't know if you listen to Dear John and Hank, but how John says his car looks. Uh, it can't, can't, there's a lot of stuff on the floor of the podcast studio, papers and stuff. Uh, so hopefully I didn't lose any cards down there. But these other cards, there's some modifiers. Let's do some modifiers with pictures. There's the magic mirror. And the magic mirror looks like it's giving out bad advice. Uh, worth a negative 15 points. Uh, there's an ugly duckling card with a bunch of uh, duck ducklings. These must be family cards because this is a negative 10 points for each family member. Uh, brick house. Uh, Cancel and discard cards. Uh, fee fi fo fum. Uh, happy ending. Uh, into the woods. Uh, midnight. These must be the story cards, maybe. Uh, cried wolf one too often. Once too often. Uh, uh, dealt with uh, some skin stuff. Uh, became foam. Uh, prepared a picnic. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, did a dance off. That looks fun. Uh, was ravishing. Uh, here's Rapunzel. She was one of the most been a character card. Fair haired and balanced. Uh, she's not one to split hairs. Uh, Red Riding Hood, Gran- Granny's girl. She knows all too much about life in the hood. Uh, there's a buddy Rumpelstiltskin, who's like a family card. Uh, fairy godmothers, uh, like, must be a family card. Golden goose, these look like good cards to have. Maybe not, though. Uh, uh, went up on a trip, uh, dealt with some things. Yeah, I had to fix the cards because I did a lot of them were upside down. Uh, uh, came down from the sky. Uh, gets married, uh, nothing to do. So these are all like store end of story cards. Lived happily ever after. That must be a good one. Uh, brought down a beanstalk. That looks like a good, powerful card. Uh, found first love. Holy mackerel. This game's got everything. Uh, uh, got a gift from the godmother. Uh, came into a crown. That's worth plus 25. So keep an eye out for that. Carried a compass. Uh, outwitted by an ogre or an ogre, uh, which would be both for me. Uh, majestically. And that's the end of the card. So let's just take a quick look at the instructions because I can't, I can't really get a good idea of, uh, even after looking at the cards, I say, I have no idea how many, how many hours this is going to take me to learn the game. And then have my daughter see through that I don't really understand the game and see the tactical advantage it gives her. This what usually happens with my dyslexia. My daughter uses his to say, well, Dad, uh, I don't think it like it. I say, okay, so that's negative 5,000 for me, really. Uh, so this is the rules for fairy tale gloom. Not too, not too big. And there are quick start rules, which is nice. So the overview is a character, each player has a family, and this will be paraphrased. Uh, four characters, uh, 
the players are trying to make their own family the most miserable while cheering up the other player's family. So that's what the uh, person at the store was saying was fun. Uh, characters can become sad or happy pr- pr- primarily by having modifier cards played on them. And each modifier affects the character's mood. And there's event cards uh, you can play for immediate effects. As the game continues, the character's individual stories come to a close. One by one, as unhappy ending cards are played on them. When an entire family has had an unhappy ending, the game ends. Uh, and you tattle, 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 no, you total up uh, uh, the scores of how they're feeling. And the most miserable player wins the game. Okay, so you set it up by dividing the 20 character cards on the table where everybody can see them, and each player chooses four. Uh, All cards are laid face up on the table in front of their owners where the other players can see and reach them and return any unused characters to the box. You don't use them. Uh, Then you deal the cards. Set aside the story cards and the reference cards. Shuffle the rest of the cards in the deck. Deal five cards to each player face down, and put the rest of the deck in the center of the table with a discard pile. Uh, Stories. Uh, Randomly choose two story cards uh, and lay them face up where everyone can see and reach them, but where they won't be confused with the discard pile. This is going to be interesting with dinner plates involved. Uh, Return the rest of the story cards to the box. They won't be used. Uh, begin. Each player briefly uh, summarizes the, how their day's going and how well it's not going. And the player with the roughest story gets to go first. Uh, the game's owner chooses whose tale is the most miserable if there's a disagreement. Okay, so quick start. Uh, rules in this section will get you started playing it right away. Uh, but there are card- cardinal rules, too. Uh, which we kind of went up, uh, went through. Uh, there's events that have immediate effects uh, and they're discarded. There's modifiers and there's unhappy endings. And you can take two actions and then make sure you have five cards in your hand. But that's not all. Uh, fairy tale gloom is the most fun when the player taking an action tells or continues a story. Oh, so this is also a storytelling game. Uh, think of it this way. You're creating a fairy tale with the cards you play. How is it that Cinderella became a toad? Uh, did she find a magic lamp or what happened? Uh, was it a leprechaun? Why was Pinocchio pursued by a prince? Uh, did he blow his nose on his pocket square? You decide and you let the other players, uh, uh, you tell the other players in an interesting way. Uh, there are no formal rules for fairy tale gloom storytelling and no right answers. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's not important. Quite the opposite. Many gloom players think of telling tales as the best part of the game. Uh, fairy tale gloom cards are transparent in some areas and opaque in others. As the game goes on, cards are often stacked uh, on top of each other. Modifier cards on top of player character cards. Uh, as well as on top of previous modifiers. Uh, as the modifier cards stack up, there's different uh, worth values, uh, card effects, and story icons, icons that are covered up and replaced. Uh, is a cardinal rule of fairy tale gloom in bold is that you only pay attention to what you can see. 
If worth points are concealed, they no longer affect the character's score. If a story icon is covered, the character no longer has it. Uh, and if effect is hidden, it no longer does anything. Persistent effects are the exception to this. Uh, uh, your cards have an anatomy here. There's the name, uh, what is the card called? The self-worth points uh, in different circles. The story icons, uh, uh, the deck icon, the effects, the flavor text. Oh, boy, I love that flavor text. Uh, a delightful or dreadful bits of story and commentary that provide entertaining ambiance. Uh, flavor text is distinguished from effects text with italicies. Uh, uh, the portraits uh, are, are, are entertaining or comic and delightful to behold. Uh, some illustrations make it easy to, to tell cards apart. Modifiers never have in, in illustrations. Uh, unless they have a persistent effect. Other pictures make it easy to tell unfinished characters from finished characters, and all unhappy endings bear the same image. Uh, so we know that with an unhappy ending. Uh, so let's see. We've we got a few more minutes here. There's different types of cards. We went, we kind of went through that. Character cards, uh, event cards, uh, which uh, have names, effects, and share a common portrait image showing a pair of winged boots. Uh, so winged boots are the ones with the event cards. And I was right. And then the clear cards with just the circles are modifier cards. Uh, you can only play modifier cards on unfinished characters. So that is characters, oh, this is helpful. That is characters without unhappy endings. Uh, so the sooner you can put an unhappy ending on your character, uh, the sooner you have them locked in, I guess. Uh, uh, then there's unhappy ending cards. You can't play an unhappy ending as a second turn card. You can only play unhappy endings on a character with a negative worth score. Uh, once a character is uh, sees their unhappy ending, set it aside in a way that is clear that it's finished. Uh, then there's story cards. Each uh, story cards have names and effects. Uh, each one has a unique purple portrait, and a special portion is uh, uh, it's a requirement, a type of and quantity of story icons, and they're never shuffled into the deck, uh, and only two at a time are used uh, ever in a single game. Uh, game story cards begin the game uncontrolled on the loose and in the center of the table, not claimed by any player's family. In the course of play, though, any player can claim an uncontrolled story card by spending an action to do so, as long as the player's family meets the story requirements. Uh, for example, Rumpelstiltskin's uh, uh, requirement is two statue bust icons, and if your family collectively shows two statue buff icons, uh, you meet the requirements. And players can, you know, there's other stuff. There's uh, special actions like uh, discarding your hand and getting new cards uh, or passing. You can draw cards, a free plays. So some modifier event to make you get a free play. Uh, there's a, there's a alternate rules. You can assign characters uh, if you, you know, if people can't decide at the beginning which characters they're going to be, or give them out randomly. Uh, rather than randomly deciding on stories, you can choose stories uh, if the players can agree. Or you can play a very simple fairy tale gloom. 
and ignore every card's effect text. Uh, this can be a good way to learn the game for the first time with younger children. And we went over the effect uh, categories, uh, but so let's get to the important stuff. Most uh, important for most children, but not all. Some like to actually have fun or just enjoy telling stories, is winning the game. The game ends immediately, and when all the characters in one family are finished, uh, that is when they all have unhappy endings on them. When the game ends, each player adds up the worth cards. And all This is going to be hard for me, because adding negative and positive numbers is rough. Uh, each character's uh, values are as a sum of their point values showing in the stack. Uh, the player with the lowest total is the one who wins, whose family is the most miserable. And right here are the credits, so we'll see who did the art here. Uh, concept and game design is by Keith Baker. Producers are Michelle Nephew, Jeff Tidball, and Kyla McCorkle-Tonding. Uh, the illustrations are by... Jame Fabregat, J A U M E F A B R E G A T. The layout is by Kyla McCorkle Tonding. Publisher is John Nephew. <clears throat> Here's a play tester. Some lucky people Veronica Burns, uh, Cur- Curtis uh, Chen, uh, Kenna Conklin. I, I don't know. I get some. Uh, see-through on this paper, so it's tough. Uh, Jen Ellis, uh, Veronica Ewing, uh, Richard Malena, J. Ryan Potts, uh, Deanne Soul, Tristan Tarwater, and many more. And a special thanks goes out to Cam Banks, uh, Jessica Banks, uh, a bunch of other people. But I might as well say Bob uh, Brindelson, uh, Jerry Corrick, uh, Lisa Olson, and Travis Winter. And like I said, this game's copyrighted, but Atlas Games, uh, Trident Incorporated. Who, who would have known that Atlas Games is or, or, or like, uh, run by a secret uh, giant corporation? I'm just kidding, but Atlas Games and Trident Inc. Uh, don't get gloomy about it. So this is gloom, and uh, hopefully uh, soon me and my daughter will have a fun-filled, gloomy evening. Uh, with this board game and you know you can tweet me get me on twitter at dear scooter or something and ask me how it's going thanks